What's going on, guys? This is the Whiskey U. We are four different people, one professor, three students, different variations of levels, yet we're all bringing a simple taste and a different taste to the Whiskey U podcast today. Fordham Baby, MBA class of 2022. We're bringing the heat. I thought you were going to go deeper. like Professor Prashar. go deeper, man. Let's do it. First of all, you don't have to call me a professor anymore. <laughs> um, I appreciate Dr. Prashar, but I'm just kidding because I'm not a doctor. You don't have to do that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can call me my first name. All right, let me jump to the part. America calls Clyde Black, Athul Brown, and Anthony somewhere in the confusing middle with three brothers, various shades of brown, bringing you the latest in tech, business, and startups mixed with a ton of sarcasm. Cue the music. Jason, swear you start singing. Start singing, man. Wow. Go for it, man. Finish it. Sing it from your chest. No, I can hear the echo. It's not good. <laughs> we'll get him in there. All right. Today, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, we're the number one podcast in the, in, the, in the world. We have billions and billions of listeners. Today, we're in for a treat. Three special guests, all recent graduates, as Jason alluded to, from Fordham Gabelli School of Business. Also members of my inaugural Financing New Media Ventures class. And I had a blast with all of them. There were 35 of us in that little pit, the room, um, all learning from one another every Wednesday. It was amazing. So we have Anmol Taktani. I mean, if, I'm going to, that's funny. If I say the Indian name wrong, that's bad. Um, Patricia Maragos. Are we doing that right? And Jason Gurtata. I'm going to let them introduce themselves in a minute. Um, we had a diverse group. We had, and it was you know, Sleepy Joe fans and some Trump fans. Um, I'm kidding. Uh, it, it was divisive. I'm kidding. We did have an engaging group of individuals from all over the world, Europe, Asia, with unique perspectives on how business and investing captured, capture and represent moments in like trends and markets, which I love all us four love chatting about all the time. They're ever moving and it's just investing is a way to just capture moments within them and hopefully you win the trade. Um, it was a venture investing course, so priority was on private markets, but we brought in, we dabbled in public markets from time to time, often. Uh, so let's, that's what we're teeing it up for you. I'm going to let them individually introduce themselves, but I'm just fond of all three of these folks. Anmol, why don't you go first? Sure. Thanks, Atul, for uh, having us on. Indeed, go can you see my name? <laughs> this mother. <laughs> I can call you doctor, too, if you prefer. I would. <laughs> hey, everyone. My name is Anwal Tuktani, and um, I'm a recent graduate from Fordham University. I uh, completed my MBA in finance and fintech, and uh, I did my internship at American Express last summer, and I was lucky enough to receive a full-time offer, and I'll actually be joining them on Monday. Boom. So pretty exciting yeah nice and i worked in finance for about six years before moving to new york to pursue um graduate school so yeah very happy to be here thanks for having me congrats congrats patricia let's jump into you she's so yeah, humble <laughs> patricia's like this is where it changes <laughs> absolutely deserves it like <laughs> no hey guys patricia Ragos. um also along with these guys just graduated with a fordham degree uh, in finance. <laughs> so last summer I was at KKR and they extended the offer. So I've been with them now for um, full time for a week or two weeks now and looking forward to the next however many years. <laughs> awesome. But prior to that, um, I've done a bunch of different stuff. Uh, I've worked in entertainment, digital marketing, uh, compliance for oil commodities trading. So 
now we're just on to the new venture of private equity. Awesome. Jason. So thank you guys for uh, being here today and uh, Atul for what? having us. Wait, what? what? Uh, so yeah, my oh, name is Jason. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's how you say Noted. It. <laughs> All right, Jason, go ahead. Sorry, man. I mean, so, so my name is Jason. I'm an OnlyFans creator. You know, a lot of stuff that Ethel watches on the regular. JK, JK. Oh, no. Uh, Fordham grad over here. Um, also uh, graduated with my degree in finance. Uh, when I graduated undergraduate, I was biochemistry and molecular biology type of guy trying to go into medicine. Typical, you know, brown parents, doctor, lawyer, engineer. I didn't do any of those. Went into business. Uh, and honestly, it was the happiest decision that I've ever taken in my life. And uh, I'm proud to be sitting here today. So thank you for having That's me. That's awesome. And these three are being incredibly humble. Uh, they're phenomenal. Um, just, it, 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 I've had wonderful conversations inside class, outside of class. I don't know if I can mention Jason. We, Jason was the president of those. Student Advisory Council. It's a student, uh, student government. So this man had an office, right? And, you know, as an adjunct, I clearly did not. <laughs> and they're like, hey, you can, you can have a locker at the airport, which is, you know, and then take an Uber back in. I'm like, damn. This dude, he's like, hey, you want to go to my office? I'm like, you got an office? I don't even get an office. And I'm teaching the damn class. <laughs> so we went down there. We would have some, you know, partake in some good conversation and some liquid fluids. And uh, so it was, it was a nice time. But it was a... Great, and they're, they've all added, and Patricia, you, you remember me mentioning this, and there are two people that kind of early on in the class just kind of, I'm going to keep it clean, don't worry, um, they early on in the class were not challenging me, but they were just kind of giving me feedback um, constantly. I'm kidding. No, it was refreshing. Jason on the finance <laughs> side and Melitza from the um, media and communication side. So it was, it was nice. So then I got a good temperature of the room because I didn't know. I came in with just venture head. Let's talk finance all day. And then we recalibrated the course together. And you, you were just, it was a, you're a saint. I think I mentioned that during class a few times. I may have mentioned on the other pod. Uh, we did one with the media and communications folks, a couple of people from there. And now we're doing one with the finance folks from our class. Um, eclectic group, I'm telling you. It's gonna be, you're going to have a treat with this conversation. Today, um, we're going to get into a bunch of topics. But first, what's your drink of choice just quickly highlight it give us the name and then we're going to get into a deep dive into your personal story with it at the end uh patricia go you you put up something interesting earlier all right um so my drink of choice for today we have some ouzo with us uh greek liquor um i know it's the whiskey hue and i do really enjoy whiskey scotch all all of the good stuff but um i didn't have any (laughs) so we decided to switch it up um so this one just out of, I don't know, it's always good. Can't go wrong with nice. it. <laughs> out of her nightstand is what she, where she was going with that, in case. Uh, just in case. Um, so you, is, this a, is this something you mix? You said it has a, like a licorice taste. So you said it was between... Uh, yeah, it's like a... It has basically the heftiness of like a moonshine, but it tastes a little bit on the sweeter side of a licorice. Like there's no other like good way to describe this. Ever, um, but ever no, fear you know, meets like, uh, Zambuca. Zambuca meets what? Would yes, you? there what we go. Zambuca meets what? Everclear. Ever, oh, God. Everclear means Everclear. Damn. Not- yeah. But, like, Damn. no, you can just drink it straight or, you know, on the rocks if you need to water it down a little bit. But uh, don't recommend I'm it sure if you you're can not, buy on the shelf. you know, used to it. Just going in. She, her bottle, oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a mason jar, and it's, there's a paper label that she made herself. Uh, clearly, Uzo is handmade in, <laughs> in her sink, in her bathtub. Yeah, in my basement. Okay. <laughs> Jason Unmole, what liquor are you drinking today? Unmole, take a lead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah. So today my choice is white wine, as it normally is. Okay. Um, it's actually on the counter over there. I was having some audio issues before coming on, so I left it over there. But I'll go and get it. Um, 
But I obviously traveled to Edinburgh and tried some whiskey there. Have to say, I'm not a fan of whiskey, oh, whether canceled. it's the states or in Scotland. But <laughs> so I know I I'm on the wrong podcast. Like Did you go to there. the Whiskey Experience in uh, Glas- Glas- no, um, Edinburgh? Edinburgh. It's right next to Harry Potter stuff. To I, the. Did you go to the Whiskey Experience? Anyone or whoever you were with? I, so, no, I did not. Beautiful story there. I know I shouldn't be wasting your time. Uh, but like, beautiful story. So there's a Brazilian man that was collecting bottles of whiskey, scotch from the, around the globe. Billionaire, investor guy, businessman was collecting them. And he said at some point near the end, like later in his life, he thought this belongs in Scotland, not with me in Brazil. So he donated all of his bottles. There's probably over a thousand bottles. Probably it's beautiful. You walk in, they're all in a glass encasement. And it's a it's a beautiful experience. It was like heaven. I thought it was it was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> when I went, it was nice. It was like a little thing, and then you can buy some of the liquors and you get to try them. And it's a huge, it's a beautiful experience. Um, so that it was right there. But um, okay, I'm all. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry, Jason. Your turn. Sipping on uh, a classic Macallan 12 today. I joked about this because the brown community is really into like Johnny Walker Black. <laughs> And then once you get to a certain age or a certain level in life, you kind of start like step up. So there's a few. I think there's a few steps in the middle. But Macallan 12 has exponentially increased in price in the last couple of years. Uh, but they're really consistent. Like year after year, the 12 year olds taste like the 12 year old. The 15 tastes like the 15, et cetera, et cetera. Nice. Um, I've had a Macallan 35. And I still prefer on a daily basis a Macallan 12. Damn, he drinks daily, ladies and gentlemen. We, we got that out daily, there. Daily, yeah. He's like, I need a bottle a day. Keep the doctor away. That's not how it works, man. I'm just but so he, he, we've talked about the black label on the pod before. Uh, it's what we all grew up because all our families and uncles and you know everyone drank that. And um, once we get jobs, we they, oh we discover the good stuff. So that is straight up garbage. Man. I'm sorry, I, I shouldn't say it. But, but you know, I, you know, once you discover single ball, it's just a whole different ball game. Um, okay, and Jason, hopefully later on you can give us some because you have a deep, you have really deep insight into liquor, spirits, and all that. So we'd love for you to share like during the trending topics section if you can, if you're cool with it. Hundred um, percent. All right, we're gonna jump into a bunch of different topics. NBA. Uh, if you've recently earned one, what are the challenges? What are the beautiful things that come out of having one? And the, these three are fortunately gainfully employed, so they can share their experiences. We'll talk about inflation, housing market, and jump into a bunch of hot topics. So let's see. We it, we're starting on a Wednesday. Hopefully, finish by Saturday. Um, we're gonna we got a lot of topics to go through. I'm gonna throw it out there. Um, MBA challenges. How you know your degree? How has it helped you? Um, you clearly are at phenomenal companies. All three of you. Um, take that. Just what, what? What was your experience with it? Uh, earning an MBA during, and then you did, you did it through a very challenging time as well for partial, partially, and then coming out of it and then being a group together. Either any of you, three, jump in. Not at the same time though, because yeah. you know, be respectful. <laughs> no, I, I, I can I can take it. Um, so I had decided to pursue my MBA before COVID even started. Uh, so my mental, my perspective of it going into it was very different than what you know actually happened. But I am glad that I did it when I did, because I think all of us going through it together this hard time. I, I don't know if Jason and Patricia agree, but I think it brought our class closer because we were all kind of you know experiencing this together, job hunting in a weird time together. Uh, I'm very happy you know that I went to Fordham. They had small class sizes. Everyone was super nice. There was a chance to get involved and you know be a part of the Fordham community. Uh, 
yeah, I, I think it was a wonderful experience. And I think I came out on the other side as a better person, feeling more confident and, and ready to tackle my new job um, in a much better way than I had been two years ago. That's amazing. Yeah, there's no. Yeah, and uh, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, Anmol and I have a really bad habit of, like, always starting to talk at the same time, so we're always a little hesitant to, like, start. Well, he's just uncharacteristically um, rude. He is not great. Patricia, go ahead, sorry, man. It's so bad. So bad. No, I definitely agree with Anmol. I mean, I, I was thinking about an MBA for a while. Um, and then with like the whole COVID situation, you know, my company was going through a merger with, you know, a ton of layoffs. It just seemed like the right time to pursue it, especially because I was looking at it from a perspective of trying to transition uh, jobs a little bit and build that skill set in terms of where I was lacking. So, you know, a little strengthening of like those financial modeling skills and, and just valuation sets. Um, so I definitely, you know, have a, had a great experience with it and would definitely recommend it if there was someone, you know, looking into a program. Um, definitely agree with Anmol in terms of being Fordham being a proper choice for me, just because I also preferred the smaller class sizes and also it helped like you're in the middle of New York. You can get anywhere you need to go. You're meeting fantastic people. Um, and honestly, I mean, aside from, you know, nitty gritties of work and, and building of skill sets, but like you did come out with like lifelong friends. So your network is just like consistently going to be expanding. Beautiful location. Columbus Circle is beautiful location. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's interesting for me is that I wanted to also pursue it for a while. And I always saw myself year after year, you know, sooner or later I'll do it. You come out of college, you need about two to five years of work experience to potentially get accepted to an MBA program. And then at some point I said, okay, I had it, but I wasn't confident. Will I get in? Am I going to be successful? What if I can just get that director level position without getting the MBA and just busting my butt every day, coming into work earlier, staying later, etc.? And then I realized that there was one aspect that was missing, and it was the it was the idea of happiness, and it really wasn't there. I was stuck, miserable, you know, like going to a job that I dreaded more or less. And I think that the MBA really changed my perspective in regards to what I want from life. How do I want to progress forward? If if I can be that leader that I think that I can be. So I think all these questions were asked internally. And then as we progressed through these two years, I like it was answering them one by one by myself. And I truly think it was one of the best things that I could have possibly done. The friendships that we made are going to last a lifetime. The education that I've gained has set me up, like has put me on a pedestal so I know what to expect. Jack of all trades when it comes to at least uh, marketing, accounting, uh, strategy, fi uh, finance from the from a basic perspective, but it gives you the doorway into being whoever you want to be, wherever you want to be, and shows you that the only person stopping you is yourself. Mm. Beautifully said. So man. if you can get past that boundary, you your sky's the limit. This guy's a poet, man. Yeah, this guy's well good. Said. This guy's good. <laughs> All right, no, that's that's wonderfully put. Uh, I, I you know, and I have to say, you you had the finance conference, and I remember there's what, what the gentleman's name that we. Were, Last minute, they like, hey, Joe they're like, hey, who's the dude with the Joe, broom yeah. uh, sweeping over there? That's a fool. All right, let's have him get up on stage with this guy and just interview him because our other moderator fell out. So I'm, I'm Joe. He was, he's awesome, by the way. Really sharp guy. We had, we had fun. Unmol, you were on that conversation. Um, that's when I learned you were a female. Yes. Um, it's that conversation. I was like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> I feel like you need to give some background on that. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Generation changes quick. All right, but um, so, but, 
But he was he was talking about he came out of that he came out of the same program. I think he started that conference several years prior, and I was I came out of the program several years before that. I had to fight tooth and nail to get into a hedge fund. We didn't have that kind of support. Um, now private you know private equity banking roles are galore. Uh, it seemed like every, you know the, whoever wanted those types of roles were getting them, and it's, it's great that Fordham is drawing those connections within the industry because that's all it is. The knowledge base is there, is drawing those connections within industry and showing hey, there's a good recruiter base that if we bring them in, they will be part of the part of our team and grow to the lead status. I love it. Um, what are your experiences coming out now? So you, I know this is very recent. You just graduated in May. It's August. Um, what are your experiences thus far? And then jump into, if you want, at all. The, was the first year of your schooling, like, Zoom-based then? Or, or Right? Wow. Okay. And you felt you developed? So yeah. we, were, we, we were in, like, a hybrid system. So, yeah, like, the, the initial launch was completely virtual. And as we progressed forward, they were, like, teasing us a little bit. Oh, you can come two days a week. Oh, you can come three days a week. And then eventually, at some point, we were just, like, F it. We're just going to come in every day and we'll figure it out. And also, you were home alone all yeah. the time in front of your computer. You're studying in front of a book or like the everything's online. So it was nice to, to you know, get to meet people like Patricia and Anmol, like interact with people that had similar interests and, you know, people that are on the same journey. It was it was so insightful to see that, you know, like you're not the only one that's ah, like, I got to get my, my stuff together. I got to figure it out. But there are other people going through the same thing and we kind of helped each other, like lift each other up as we're going through this process. Yeah. And I think especially for the first year, because it was technically, like we had signed up for a hybrid. They did a lot for like an, a fully online, you know, cohort. But I, I, all of us chose to go, you know, hybrid and it still was a lot online. Um, it was really hard that first year because I don't know about you guys, but for me, like not being in a classroom really just like made it tough to kind of like, you know, study or learn the material because, you know, you can do 20 million other things. You're like distracted by anything else because you want to move away from your computer. Um, but I also think like we were lucky because our group, we really tried to make the effort, even though we weren't in person right off the bat. We were all, you know, going through COVID, being in lockdown for, you know, ridiculous amounts of time. And we wanted that social interaction. So we also made, you know, that extra effort to to get to know each other, um, to have that foundation. Beautiful experience. I'll say for you, Unwell, I think I may have cut you off, but I'm just going to reiterate what you both said earlier. I think, Jason, you said it first. Uh, lifelong friends? Absolutely. I have friends, one of our, one of my cohorts, uh, she's having a baby. My wife's going to it. We all started hanging out afterwards and, you know, it's in a, it's in a couple of weeks. These are the kind of things, it's, it's beautiful and you rely upon each other. And I think you all, what I saw on LinkedIn, you're very supportive of each other <laughs> from what I've seen and gathered. <laughs> LinkedIn was just coming around uh, when we were, like it was just getting, happening when we were coming out and then uh, you, you're fully engaging and leveraging that platform, which is phenomenal. These two are like the type of people you want on your LinkedIn feed. For example, like, and I don't have this usually, like where you post a picture on Instagram and every one of my sister's friends is like, oh my God, gorgeous. Oh my God, beautiful, smashing, lovely, etc. However, on LinkedIn, if I post something, you best know that these two are going to be like, damn, Jason's killing it. Let's go. <laughs> That's awesome. Support group. So I love the support. I love it. I'm also, you, you, similar experience for you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were online, um, but I think there was advantages and disadvantages, right? You know, we were on Zoom. We could only see each other's faces sometimes, but we were all looking for internships at this point as well, right? So 
I think for me personally, it kind of allowed me to concentrate a little bit more on this process because there weren't, you know, like that many parties going on, there people weren't going out, like things like that, things that, you know, would normally come in the way. So for me, I think like the first four months were all about school and, and looking for a job. You know, I don't know if Jason and Patricia can agree, but I think I was able to find a good balance, but there was definitely, I don't know, I could, you guys can't see this, but Patricia's laughing at me because <laughs> I want to know why she's cracking up. I'm always laughing at you. Who are you kidding? Damn. <laughs> Clearly, she's a party animal. Whoa! Which no. one's the party animal? Oh, obviously, she needed she needed the, the guidance to not go to parties and focus on her work. So I know I needed COVID. <laughs> what? Why am I COVID. locked up in this battered room? Wait, what? No one trusts me. I'm just kidding. Okay, go ahead. What are you saying? No, <laughs> no but I, I will say that like I came back to school after six years, and it was already hard enough to transition from working to studying. So that was a little bit of a challenge for me. You know, like you're like Patricia said. You know, you're in the you're in your room. It's there's so many distractions. You're not in a classroom, you know, where you're just looking at the professor. There's so many things going on. So for that, that was a big adjustment for me. Uh, but overall, I think the experience was great. You know, I, I'm glad I didn't. I was thinking about deferring for a year, but I'm glad I didn't because I think that the, t- the timing is everything, right? You know, and the people you meet, the things you do, like it all happens for a reason. So um, I'm very happy that, you know, it worked out the way it did. That's awesome. You want to add something? Good. I have a question. Yeah, so since we're on the MBA subject, right, you are a tenured MBA graduate, have been in the field for a minute, have been doing a variety of things. So now, what advice do you have for us newly graduated MBAs getting out there in the work field, putting our name out there? What's like? What are the to-dos and the don'ts that Atul Prashar has gone through? And what are the words of wisdom that you can kind of shed upon it's us? Dr. Prashar, by the way. But um, for, yeah, so <laughs> two things. I'll give you two things, real simply. You're not done learning. It's a great foundation that you just came out of. But you, you're going to learn. This, it's a great foundation for everything you're going to keep continue to learn. I couldn't listen. I couldn't read or listen to a finance book the same prior to the graduate program. When I came out of it, I, list, I, I, was, I was asking different questions. And then I think you just continue to do that and push yourself. And then I think what you three are really good at, I've noticed, is just knowing your peers and becoming friendly with them and having great relationships with them because that's going to be sustainable. Uh, keep that going. and So you're not done learning. Keep that sustainable. And right now is the time. I don't know where you are in your, your – I know Jason's uh, – oh, no, I do. I met your husband, uh, Jason. I'm kidding. Unmold, I met your husband at the dance. <laughs> Sorry. I met your I met your fiancé, Jason. <laughs> I don't know what Patricia is, but hey, right now, it, you're always going to seem like you don't have enough time. Right now, plow yourself into work. Work your tail off right now because later on, you get to enjoy the fruits of that labor. My wife and I did that, and we were blessed. We've seen people who, you know, just – you know, different different avenues of approaching that. And then you get to chill out later about 10 years ago, I never would have thought of doing a prof- like being a professor, but it's a lineage to something else in my life. A, B, I actually really enjoyed it and I could take that pause in time because it's a lot of work too. Like you could take that kind of pause. So never stop, never stop, never stop and never, whatever that movie is. <laughs> um, but yeah, so continue learning, keep these relationships fresh respect every you know respect them and then you're going to reach out to each other a lot you're going to be each other's pool your boat uh and life support really uh throughout for many years to come trust me on that one yeah yeah and actually just to oh sorry <laughs> this is what i'm saying notorious right, we warned you guys <laughs> you guys are twins right? go ahead 
Well, no, I was just going to say quickly, just to go off of your point, especially like just you're going to continue learning. It never, ever stops. And this kind of ties into your question in terms of, you know, how's your experience been? I feel like day one on the job, I mean, you're obviously very excited. You obviously have some background, especially coming out of the program and the research you've done. Like there's, you know, the reason you've gotten into a company (laughs) is because they think that you've put in the effort and they think, you know, you have the resources to continue and like kind of prevail through. Um, but even like first day in, it's like there's so much that you don't know, but it's also trying to find those mentors and like, you know, talk to your boss, talk to your coworkers, like asking yeah. questions um, just to show. I mean, it seems one of those things where you might think it's a silly question, but it kind of comes down to it's almost better to ask it because it shows you're engaging in the foundation and like you can then continue to build off of it. Like there's so much I still don't know. I thought I went in, I was like, I think I have like a solid yeah. base, you know? Nope, yeah. <laughs> so much I'm still learning, but like it's ends. amazing, they it's a very ends. good you know, thing. That's awesome, so hey, no. find internal champions, you hit that You hit that right on the head, and find them yeah. external, find, get, get your own VC team, meaning, not financing, but like get your person who's, you can go to, hey, I need some help with a sales marketing angle on my approach to investing or whatever I'm doing, private equity, whatever it is. Get someone who's great at the accounting structured because they're, they're, they're set in their ways and they can guide you in a structured format. Then get that loosey-goosey guy like me who knows stuff or whatever and then, but can give you some out-of-the-box type of thinking creativity aspect to something. Get that, have that team of people that you can rely on and you said something key. Find that internally and externally to your role, but then also do this one thing. Um, we okay. So as employers, I've had to, I've hired MBAs. I've hired them from local uh, in New York universities as well. And we, how, how can we say this? I want to be PC. All right, we know you don't know shit. I mean, <laughs> relatively, right? No, meaning, meaning <laughs> I didn't know. I, so I remember when I learned financial so modeling. I, told, I think I may have shared this in class. We learned financial modeling in school. Aced it. It was a very difficult class. Aced it. Got to the first hedge fund. They're like, "What the?" And he gave. He started cussing us out like Patricia, like the, you yeah. know. And it was. And it was fun. It was funny because this older man just came out just cussing us out. All the four of us sitting there at the table. Harvard yeah. grad, me, and um, oh man, two Harvard. No, a Yale, Harvard, and me. That's what it was. And then I think it was two, two Fordham guys, and they were just cussing all four of us out because we all learned the same thing. We thought we knew it, but he came. He goes, "This is the way that you really do it." So that's you know. So that's and then we learn from there. Um, but where I was really going with that in a far fresh way, if you're not stretching, you're not you're not if you're not like in a place where you're like, oh, "What the hell am I doing?" You're not stretching yourself. So continue to stretch yourself. I'll shut up now. Definitely, I know my dad gave me a piece of advice. Um, you know like you're going through the process and like we went through finding an internship at a really weird time you know the the timeline for internship hunt was pushed back even then we still didn't know you know like if companies were going to be hiring like you would go through like three rounds of interviews and then they'd be like actually never mind we're cutting Uh. our program because of covid it was just like a very weird thing so a piece of advice my dad was giving me because you know applying to companies you're like i don't know if i really have a shot here anything and he was like you just kind of got to throw it in, throw your hat in the ring. You just need like that one person to like believe in you, take you on. He was like, and also when you go in there, he's like, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room because that means you're just not learning. And well, so sir. that's something that really resonated with me. Um, I don't know. It's, you know, go in and ask questions and just keep going. <laughs>
And to, to piggyback off that for a second, I think it's, it's really important. When we were in, in getting our MBA, we were exposed to so many different professors, to so many different areas of business, right? But when you go into your role, now you're doing the same thing, relatively speaking, every day, right? You're, like, if you're in a project management role, you're going to do different projects. And you lose that ability to network with other individuals that are outside of your comfort zone. And I think... A piece of advice that I got recently was to make sure that you continue to network outside of that comfort zone or whatever you want to call it. Talk to people that know things that you don't know about whatever topic that, it, whatever it may be. And I think that shying away from that, being the person, the cookie cutter individual who works at a specific company, whatever that company may be, doing the same thing for like 15 years and not speaking to anybody, you're... You're, develop, you're hindering your own development, I think. So it's important to continue to network, learn, just like you said, and, and be curious. It's important to do that. You know, Don't, don't be stagnant as time is progressing. Slight pivot in the conversation for a moment, but we, you can, we can bring it back here if you like. So when I came out 2009, 2000, 2009 10, something like that, we are coming out of the recession, right? Uh, the recession is hitting. Hedge fund there, there and also uh, ended up folding shop after a little bit, right? After... Uh, 10, 15 months, 12, 15 months, something like that, whatever. It folded like within, an, within a year-ish, let's call it, quote-unquote, something like that. Completely off the radar now, right? I see the guy around. He's, he's doing some things. Um, great idea, great investment thesis, but it just didn't, you know, wrong timing. Now, you're all kind of getting, potentially, hitting that. Technically, we are in a recession, but Sleepy Joe is kind of redefining the Webster's Dictionary uh, theory of what it is. That, that's cool. I get it because we're in, there's some, un, this is a very unique kind of technical recession definition, right? So, I, I get it. Uh, but what are your thoughts now? Is there some, is there fear in your heart, like among your cohort, or what, what are you thinking? Yeah, I, I can take that. Um, you know, when you're in school, for me at least, I felt like I was in somewhat of a bubble. You know, you're not, you're not working, you're taking classes, you know, you're doing all like this MBA, graduate school stuff. But coming out of that, you see the headlines like, oh, like Robinhood laid off 25% of their workforce or interest rates are, you know, skyrocketing, inflation skyrocketing. Like it's, it's worrisome, right? You kind of think about it, how your future is going to get impacted, regardless of the degree that you came out with. So it is a little bit overwhelming. But I think that's the most important thing is to like remain on top of it and just be ready for the worst. You know, like hope for the best, but be ready for the worst. So that's kind of yeah, that's kind of my save and on invest, it. save and invest. I, I can't say it enough. But it's it's it turns yeah. out wondrous. You, you two are about to say something. I think Patricia or Jason, go for it. Patricia, yeah, you go. Go for it. No, you get out the way. Jason, Jason, just take it. Just take it. I'm drinking way too much. What was the question? (laughs) What race are you? I'm just kidding. No. I was confused. Sing a song. I was confused. Oh, we'll we'll have Jason sing at the end. We'll definitely. Um, What are your thoughts on that? So, take take this. Take this. Um, Let's add add to it. Okay. So make sure you add value at your company, no matter what you're in. If you're in a vision that doesn't really add to the bottom line, maybe get into somewhere other one. Try not to be in a cost center. Try to be in a rev center, right? And just simply simple words. Um, but look at Facebook and Google's recent approach to this. And same, they said the same thing. Sundar Pichai and our boy Zuck, right? Um, they said the same thing, but in very different ways, right? Zuck came out hostile as hell. If you don't want to work your tail off, get the out, right? Um, Sundar Pichai said, look, we have 175, 180,000 employees across the world. Search... Um, YouTube, 
and maybe the cloud are their main revenue generators, right? Um, if you're not in those lines, maybe uh, realign yourself or they're might they're not they said they're not going to cut but what they may not they're they're hi- freezing on hiring right now zuck's gonna cut because he's he's a robot anyway so he's out he's out to get people so there's make sure you're providing value to the bottom because how many people are actually working on those three business lines in google right and they get fat salaries right so uh, so mm-hmm. make sure that you're adding value and you're in a place that is adding value so you don't look get looked upon because even if you get let go you're in that rev center that was creating tremendous value that'll look great on your resume yeah, I I kind of experienced a little bit of this, both kind of going into COVID and, you know, MBA, and then definitely had a lot of fears while we were going through just even the internship process, um, just mentioned before, because of the way it was going. I mean, it was more so because it was COVID-based, but we, you know, between inflation, like the, um, just the way our economy was going at that point, like leading us into this recession was, it was not good. <laughs> So, you know, I was pretty much looking for an internship um, up until graduate or uh, excuse me, finals of last year. And it was one of those things where I was freaking out for sure. But I was like, we I just have to keep my my eyes open and, you know, expand a little bit in terms of something I wouldn't necessarily have thought to have gone into just because at that point you need to be someone who is um, a necessity rather than you know, just trying to go into it out of interest, which sucks, absolutely, but it's something you kind of have to keep in the back of your head. I mean, b- going into both grad school and COVID, like I mentioned before, um, my company was going through a merger and I was laid off as well as, you know, tons of other people. Uh, I was in the entertainment space and, you know, it was impossible to find something. And that's when I was like, all right, we need to like look at new horizons and everything because otherwise, I mean, that's not essential. They're not going to be hiring anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think talking about the idea of a recession, making yourself invaluable, the idea of how are we can, how are we going to progress as, you know, we see the news stories, the GDP growth is not where it needs to be. We are moving slower than normal. But I want to, I want to counteract that by saying we were at the right place, the right place at the right time, getting the MBA, yeah. trying to focus on what we were doing earlier rather than later and now it's weird because getting into this idea of the markets inflation you have such a rapid like movement of like of money in the right direction between up until 2020 even into 2021 and then bam we get these the the checks that are coming in the mail you see that everything is okay and all of a sudden supply chain hits and now we're in a recession we're I can't even get a couch until January. My bed frame is not coming until October. Like it's it's absolutely ridiculous. But when you're when you're looking at how to add value, it's just like you said, be the person in the room who's talking. Make sure that you are learning from the people that are smarter than you and not turning a blind eye to when it's necessary to be vocal, I suppose. May, may I mention a, yeah. uh, you 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 three are awesome at this, but like when you're in a in a meeting, let's say and you're one of the younger folks, I found it, I had a confidence issue early on uh, when I was in tech, and I was like, okay, this is what I would do. I would try to say something early. I read it somewhere in an article, it was like New York Times or whatever, way back in the day, during my time. And I read that, and I said, oh, I will try that. So then I, because I, I was always shy to speak up, because all these other folks were smarter than I was in tech. They've been doing it for 10, 20 years, and I'm 13 days. <laughs> so, but I, I noticed when I spoke up early, people listened, gave me the confidence to kind of contribute, and then I was more meaningfully 
impacting that conversation and that meeting. So that might be a little trick you can try to pull out once a bit. You, but I had I, the benefit of you two in the class, right? I'm all you were, you came in a couple times, which was awesome. She wasn't signed up, so it's not like she was a delinquent student. Um, we had those, but, but, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. But like these two, like you were just amazing. I could tell you, you're all gonna crush it. I'm all I've gotten to know you through like when, you know a couple of those uh, meetups and um after one of the conferences and all that stuff. But uh, you came to the mm-hmm. sessions, but you two are gonna crush it. Like your personalities, I, I loved it. I, I love that's why I gravitated toward you both in the class and some others as well, just because you you ask the right questions, you push, you challenge, and that helps everyone grow. You help me grow quite a bit during this whole semester um, which is awesome you had this face on day one I walk into the classroom I have no idea in fact I didn't know who the professor was you said that until the day of more or less yeah so I walk in and there's this brown dude standing there and he looks confused <laughs> as hell he's like trying to get his nose together the projector is working kind of not really everyone's kind of doing their own thing no one's paying attention to him and I looked around and I was like is there a TA in here is there someone going on and 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 Ethel your face is just like damn I gotta get these guys attention I hope like you, I, you can just see the nervousness kind of or like this this I'm prepping myself and but i think you killed it honestly the semester yeah. was phenomenal um you were natural the, up there yeah honestly like you gauged everyone's attention at every single point uh from from the the topics of finance to media to playing big booty videos on the screen wait i didn't say that um jk jk anyway but my point is you did i think like engagement is important i think building relationships is important and you taught a lot of us that even if you're you're a professor talking to students, you can still build those relationships. You knew everyone's name the second week. I don't even know. I don't even know Unmol's name now. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> Gender is he? I'm kidding. I'm all. <laughs> We're only saying that. I think you need to give some backstory right. about that. Okay, I, I will in a moment. But you two, like, yeah, I have to say, it. I will definitely give that Unmol because you, you deserve that from what I just said, uh, Patricia. <laughs> I, in the first couple of sessions, you two were incredibly helpful, so I appreciate that. I know it's, gonna tr- it's turning into love fest. You two, because I remember just having these heart to hearts with you after class, and you would share your opinion, and then um, and then I was like, oh, okay, great. And you're like, and I wanted to go, I wanted to take it in the direction you wanted us to go in, and, and but I get it. it. You know, there's different experience levels, so we have to keep it where we kept it. Uh, but I appreciated you come in, I appreciate Melitza's group coming up like and she was like their vocal figure she was there Jason like you know <laughs> so um, for that group and I appreciated all of it and it, it helped me teach that class but I told the uh, division heads that too like I mentioned you all by name often now Unmole let's get to it so I, so Unmole, Jason put us on a thread I didn't know who Unmole was Jason was Jason started a thread and there were like a couple other guys on there me and Unmole in Indian culture generally is it generally can I say that is, an in, is a, is a is. male name so I'm like hey Gents, nice it can to be meet both, but yeah. well, apparently it can be both. I, didn't, I just learned that this semester. See, I told you, everyone <laughs> learns at Fordham. <laughs> but so that's what I learned that you like. And then I met you. I'm like, wait, this. this I mean, I'm like, this is different. <laughs> and you called me out, <laughs> which is great. Tell me how you called me out. I forgot. It was was it at where were we? I don't even think it was me who called you out. I think it was Jason. Probably that makes sense. He was, was like, here, meet. Un- <laughs> no, you're like, here, meet Unmol. She's a she's a girl. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God, that's right. right. Yeah. The Fordham Finance Society Conference. Maybe was that's that the day or no? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So we invited uh, you to the conference, and I think on the video call, I think that's when you realized that. Don't do it. But honest mistake, though. You're forgiven. <laughs> Appreciate it. And then we were at the day at the uh, at your I don't know at the, the gala, gala, and I'm like 
trash. Oh, yeah. I'll be honest. And then I meet you and my wife and I are standing outside waiting for our uh, Ubers, right? And it was raining. And you come up with your husband. You're like, this is the guy I didn't know my name. I'm like, damn it, dude, I'm trying. And I'm trying to have a conversation with him. I'm like, trash. I'm like, like, I call your wife a husband. I don't know what I'm saying. I do not recall this. I don't think he recalls it either, so you're good. Your husband's like, this idiot was your professor? But no, anything else you want to do on the recession area? Like, are you, so you're generally, hey, it is what it is. Let's go with it. Recessions, you know, they usually, it's kind of following the blueprint where we're at like we start off with low unemployment ends up being high in, high unemployment we overhired because cash was just flying right people had stimmy checks people had all kinds of checks and money was just pouring into the markets and now we're getting the back end of that where well look LVMH Ferrari sold out they're, they're flying Apple is not a it's not a luxury brand but it's the high end of the lower end right so it's it's, it's not no, no offense to Samsung or whatever but I mean it's just like I think it's on the higher end from what I hear I'm like um, so it, it, what I'm saying, but like <laughs> LVMH is, you know, on fire, Ferrari on fire, Patek, all these, ri- the watches. I want to get into that market. I don't know that market well, but I want to get into investing into watches. But all these like, you know, Petit Patek, all these, all these Rolex, they're all on fire. But that's because on the high end, there's trillions of money, trillions of dollars on the mar- on the sidelines right now. We know that, right? Um, funds are paid, fund managers are paid to deploy that capital. They've been hanging out for a little bit. Um, so that's going to cause some crazy volatility. So there are opportunities for some great plays, right? To play that volatility, even for short-term gains. And then, you know, then the long thing, what are your, I'm, you three just studied this stuff for three. I, I came out of that whole market when 2007, 2008 was happening, right? What are your takes? What's your take on this when it's about to hit the fan? Are What's the pro and con of this recession happening right now at this time? I think I think it's important to understand that there's short-term discomfort, but it's going to create strong buying opportunities. And I think that the investors who can maintain themselves, especially in this turbulent moment, will come out on top. And I think that's the bottom line. The, the recession, good or bad, is something that occurs, right? It's a cyclical cycle. It'll happen every X amount of years. COVID might have expedited that to some degree, but that doesn't mean it wasn't going to happen in the next 10 years anyway. So given the fact that we are where we are, it's important. It sheds light on if you're not where you need to be in this recession, where you think you should be in the next recession, because it'll eventually happen again. So either you are, either you are the person who is investing actively today, and if you are, that's great. You're making money. You're probably going to, on the upswing, you're going to make a you know, ish ton of cash. However, if you're not that person today, aka the three of us, because we're you know day thirteen on our job, <laughs> it's important to look at what's going to happen as the future progresses and see how we'll be valuable in re- regards to when there's an upswing and then when there's an inevitable downswing in our future. So I think yes, it's a good lesson, and I think that the the Pateks will also increase in value, but I also think they're going to de- decrease yeah. in value, just like the NFT stuff that we yeah. saw hits the ceiling yeah. and then it comes crashing down to some degree. Yeah. This In your working world, sorry, Patricia, go ahead and then I'll jump in afterwards. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was just going to say I agree with Jason. I think it, we're kind of lucky that it's happening to us now, right fresh out of the gates, because it gives us that opportunity to learn from the experience. And on top of it, like you can't fight a recession. We need it. It keeps markets There's no healthy. point in that. <laughs> we, exactly. Exactly. So I think it's also, I mean, recession is terrible, obviously, but I do, I am a firm believer in like, these are the opportunities for sometimes the best investments. Um, 
so I wouldn't, I mean, I know a lot of people are like, oh, only invest in like a good market, everything like yes. that's to me, absolutely yeah. not true. Yeah. Throw that that's playbook out. Like, <laughs> you know, just so, and I, I'm being redundant because I said this on the podcast last week, which is coming out sometime this week. Clyde, hello. Um, uh, release it. Um, so <laughs> like a hostage over here. It's like Putin on Ukraine. I was getting, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't say that. But, <laughs> but um, we, this is the longest period we've ever had in our history through every world war uh, all the internal wars, external wars, the shitty ones in the Middle East and Vietnam, the ones that we didn't need to do. Um, uh, this is the longest period in our history, in the U.S. history, without a recession, a proper recession. Because we've kept, and we've kept everything deflated. Rates shouldn't have been this low even prior to the recession, but we did that. And we kept it going. We kept the fire running. But technically, we should let things crash and burn, not like Volcker style. You know, um, you know, we should we should recalibrate. Volcker went twenty percent interest, or whatever he does, whatever he's crazy, and it almost got us into a, it. Got us into a deep recession, almost got into a deep uh, a depression again. But so he, it's it's funny. I'm going on a tangent. I'm going to do it if you don't mind. So Volcker, when he came, Jimmy Carter appointed him. Right, Jimmy Carter is known as the one hit wonder, which probably our boy in in presidency right now is going to be out in a couple of years too. Right, the way he's going. Um, he should have his own my pillow guy. I'm just saying, uh, you know, Trump does. But, um, <laughs> but uh, so, but Jimmy Carter appointed Volcker, who got inflation under control, but he had to take these extreme measures. Right now, Biden inherited this, and I'm not taking a side here. He inherited a crazy over exuberance in the in the markets. We didn't get the money to the right people. It just got we flooded, and a lot of people like who didn't need money got it. And and then if you knew how to invest it. You crushed it, right? <laughs> you know, um, and then and then so he might be doing the same thing. But Reagan was the one that benefited from Volcker's uh, extreme exuberant um, interest, trying to check it because everyone looks at Reagan's like those are the best years, right? The first couple of years of his presidency, I don't, I'm, you know, um, I, if you look at history books, were like shitty too, just like Carter. Uh, but then the, I think by the third or fourth year of his first term, and then deep into his second term market went nuts and it went crazy until the Gulf Wars and all that kind of stuff started happening. If you just kind of look at history, look at history and it kind of does repeat itself once in a while, but Powell seems to be more measured and people keep knocking. That's a very difficult job, the one that he has, because you have all these inputs. You have very wealthy folks who crushed it in the market and you have moderately folks maybe like us who are like, you know, we've crushed the market. I'll say one thing. So if you look, I'm in venture, we make risky, risky as investments, right? That's, that's our, that's our game. If you just played the tech market for the last 10 years, even prior to COVID, non-risky bets and you crushed it. Hundreds upon 100% return, right? Like over like 200, 300%. And I, that's what I did. So t- the tech renaissance, the last couple of years, because low inflation rates, everything, changed my life, which I'm, I'm happy. I was doing like boring investments for Then I'm like, let me take ownership here. And, um, and tech changes your life, in my particular. There was like no ceiling there. Yeah, and there's no there's no risk. Apple's still going to be around uh, in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to take a high horizon. The number one cap company in the world, so is Intel, IBM, all these folks. That were, well, if they don't pivot with time, then they'll get crushed. Apple will at some point fall off. It might be a cloud-based company that takes over. Who knows? Uh, whatever the future kind of holds. You three jump in. I've been talking. For, I've been rambling. Go. <laughs> We're here for the rambles. <laughs> Are we in class again? Damn, this dude keeps talking. <laughs> um, Patricia? No, I definitely agree. And I don't know. I mean, I know you said, you know, for your VC and everything, you were specifically, you know, focused on tech and media and everything. Um, with that, I mean, I do think you, that was like now a safe bet from what we've seen. I mean, I don't know if you would agree or not, but I do think it's, you have to also look at like 
random industries and places that like you wouldn't necessarily look to invest in but you just especially in a time like this you really just don't know where it's going to come from like when you put your money like to make that make that return back um i mean also i feel like if you're only investing in one specific area i feel like it might silo you a little bit i mean just from a more of like a private equity side it's like if we're only investing in you know tech for example it's like well then our deployment of cash is going to be probably not the flow that we would prefer it to because you're actually more limited in like what you can invest in um i don't know if you've you've felt that at all or what your thoughts are on that in general you have to come in at higher multiples you have to overpay often right so i was just talking to the personal investing markets in your own portfolios continue to save and invest as i mentioned 